Hi, this is Roberta Somm with The Venus Factor, and I have Andrea with here, and we're going to start our interview here with, uh, with some questions. So, Andrea, are you there? I am here. Hello. Awesome. It's so good to talk to you finally after all the emails. <laughs> I know. I feel the same way. I was so excited to actually have the opportunity to chat with you, so I'm, I am delighted to be here. Oh, that's great. So, um, all right, so we'll just get started on the interview. Uh, how did you find Venus? Um, you know, the short answer is I uh, found it online just purely by accident. Um, it was somebody had referenced the Venus factor in the comment that she left on an article that I was reading on a blog online. I don't even know what blog it was. It was not one related to the Venus factor at all. But this, um, this woman had just sort of left a message saying, you know, I've been doing this and I've actually found it really great and I followed the link and that's kind of how I came to it. So it was just a very, very coincidental uh, stumbling across it. Right, right, right. Uh, it, was that, it was that way for me when I found it too. So it's kind of funny how that happens. But, yeah, yeah, and it just, it just kind of feels like it was meant to be. It's just been such a great fit and it's been, uh, you know, just so supportive, and you know, I just, I, I can't imagine. I'm hoping that it would have crossed my path some other way if I had not actually read mm -hmm. that article. I know it's funny, uh, but you know what? It's never too late. We just do what we can. I mean, I feel that way too yeah. sometimes. When I didn't achieve my goal until my 50s, it's like, wow, if I would have known this, you know, 15 right. years ago. But at the same time, it helps others when you've struggled. So. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, and I, I had done a bunch of different things before too, and you know, had some success, but not really, you know, kind of the lasting success that I would have wanted. And um, so, it just kind of felt like it was sort of coming at the right time, and just, you know, kind of all fell into place. So, right, right. So now, what kind of things have you tried in the past? Um, well, I had done probably the first sort of official thing I did with Weight Watchers when I got married, um, and uh, that was that worked. But uh, but I had but I had kids then afterwards, and so you know I'm gaining weight and I'm losing it, and I you know I have three kids, so um, mm -hmm. I, I just sort of found that it wasn't really I don't know I just I didn't have the same success with it when I went back to it afterwards. I did Jenny Craig for a little while. I had a few books where I had done like a higher protein diet, not the Atkins, but something similar. Um, I had worked out most recently before Venus, I had worked out with a trainer who did kind of a bodybuilding style. He was a bodybuilding um, mm -hmm. competitor at one point. And so, you know, doing that like six small meals a day and um, watching the macronutrients and that kind of thing. So I had, I had lost some weight with him. Um, but I, in hindsight, I think the reason that I did was because I was still breastfeeding at the time. I, I think it was not as much related because once I stopped breastfeeding and I continued following his diet for the next two years or more, I, I still didn't actually lose any weight. And in fact, he dumped me because of it. He sent me an email oh and um, yeah, sent me an email out of the blue. I didn't, you know, I, I was completely gobsmacked by it, basically saying, um, you know, I hadn't been losing any weight. My inches had been going down, but when I was weighing in with him, I was saying like, well, I'm just trying to focus on the inches and, you know, like my caliper measurements are going down. And he wasn't really saying too much about it. 
And uh, he sent me an email and said, um, I don't think you're taking this seriously. And you know, it was really more just disappointing than anything else to hear you talk about the girls' weekend that you hosted this past weekend, where it just seemed like it was yet another excuse to just eat or drink anything that you wanted. And um, you know, if you're not going to take this seriously, then I don't think this is going to be a good fit. I think you need to take some time off and reevaluate your goals. You know, maybe in six weeks or so we can talk about it and we can kind of see, you know, whether or not this is going to work for us. And I, it, it kind of came out of nowhere for me. I cried all night oh after I got gosh. that email. I just felt like I had been working so hard and getting not the results that I wanted and clearly not the results that he wanted. Um, mm-hmm. and, that, and, and then um, you know, I had kind of said to his, his, his business partner is also his girlfriend, and I had seen her after that. And um, you know, I basically cried through the whole session that I had with her too. It was a group session, and I had to leave. It was just embarrassing and it was um, it was discouraging and I and, and one of the things that I said to her was um, you know she knew like I, I'm a psychotherapist and I said you know when I have a client who's struggling and who's not getting the forward momentum that either of us want I don't say to them you know go home and get your act together and when you're really ready to change come on back and see me you know oh my and, um, and that was kind of like I felt like what what I was being told and I, my suspicion, I mean, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. Who knows what goes on that I'm not privy to. But, but my suspicion is, is that she mentions that to him because he basically stopped answering my phone calls. When the sixth week was up and I was you know, ready to kind of try to work with him again, I sent him a message and he basically said, yeah, I don't have any time. You can work out with you know, my partner, with Lisa, if you want. And I tried to phone him and I tried to send him an email and he never got back to me and that was kind of the end of our relationship. So, oh, my goodness. And now, how long was it between that and that you found Venus? Um, year and a half. Oh, wow. So, so what did you yeah, what so did you do? Yeah, go ahead. I continued. So I continued doing, I mean, I'd had some success with him, um, so I kind of continued doing what I had been doing. And I came across on um, bodybuilding.com, Jamie Eason's, um, 12-week program, which is fairly similar kind of diet-wise and um, you know, a lot more time in the gym. Like by the time you finish the 12 weeks, you're doing almost two-hour workouts like five days a week. So oh a lot God. more of, yeah, a lot more of that. Um, but I still didn't really see anything. And um, mm-hmm. I, I had joined um, a Facebook page. So Jamie was running this um, you know, fit challenge, kind of following her plan and everything. And I thought, okay, that's what I kind of need is a bit of a community, you know, people who understand you know, what I'm talking about if I have a question or whatever. So I joined this Facebook community, and all of these women were posting these before and after pictures, and they looked awesome. They looked so great. I was not losing anything. And every once in a while, somebody would post something and be like, gosh, I'm so jealous. You guys look so great. I haven't, you know, my weight has gone up, you know, or the scale has not budged for me. And, and I would think, yeah, like, yeah, that's me too. Like, and I would sometimes get so discouraged. And I would say to my husband, you know, like that 80-20 rule, I think for me, it must be 99-1, you know, because <laughs> I just cannot seem to get any forward momentum unless I am 100% rigid. And then I'm rigid for a couple of days, and then I lose my mind. And I'm, like, I'm eating whatever is in the house, you know? Right, um, right. 
And so it was actually, so about you know, full circle, so it was actually um, an article that somebody had linked to on that Facebook page that I followed that link. I think it might have been about like the 1200 calorie myth or something like that, that mm-hmm. I followed that link and that was the comment in it that um, led me to the Venus factor. So, um, uh-huh. so, I didn't, so that was sort of how I kind of came to it and it was just from a place of, you know, kind of, feeling like I was doing the right things but not getting the result that I wanted. Right, right, right. It's yeah. um it really is kind of a just a fine line in that, you know, that, that guy, the trainer, it's mm-hmm. like he couldn't tell you it was the amount of food and he, he probably didn't totally get it. Because no. I think it's it's harder no. for guys it really is harder for guys to kinda of get it that it is harder for smaller females. I mean I've even talked to John right about it and he's like and John even says I don't know how you do it because he knows how small I am when I first met him he's right. like oh my god you're so small <laughs> and, right and um when we're you know and a lot of us women are I mean you know we're, yeah I mean I'm only five foot but I mean a lot of women are only a few inches taller than that and it's pretty much the same yeah. thing it's not really that much different and so it is harder for us and to eat all those meals a day like he like that guy was having you do yeah, um, that that's yeah. like you're just eating snacks all day. There's no satisfaction for some of us. I mean, some people no. like that still, even when they're smaller. But I'm like, I don't want two two hundred and three hundred calorie snacks all day long, and that's all I would get right. if I'm going to eat the right amount, right. lose weight. And it's like that, that's yeah. friggin' ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it was for me. And now the irony with the Jamie Easton program is, as you get a little bit further into it, she actually advocates a sixteen hundred to nineteen hundred calorie day. So still split out over six meals, but you know she would write things where she's like, you need to eat to kind of sustain yourself in the gym. Like, don't scale back. You got to not go into starvation mode. Eat, ladies, eat. And I just oh, remember looking God. at that and thinking, like, whoa. Like, you know, she's telling me I need to have 1,700 calories a day. Like, my gut is just telling me this is not the way to weight loss. Like, it's just, you know, like, fat loss is not going to happen if I'm eating a 1,700-calorie day. And so I was scaling back as it was. I was still eating only about, you know, 1,500 calories a day. But I wasn't really losing that either. You know, I wasn't. And I probably because... Um, yeah, because I was eating, I was eating that most days. So I had a little bit of a deficit versus my maintenance because my maintenance calories would be about eighteen hundred, um, right. quite a little bit. But you know, then all it takes is one weekend and you know one dinner out, and you've just like wiped all of that out and then some. So exactly, you know, like it doesn't take very long to uh, you know to undo like a you know a three hundred calorie um, stash <laughs> of right. calories. Yeah. Over so the week, that's like one know. margarita, you know. Yeah, exactly. it doesn't take very long. So I, I just, I, I, like when I look back on it, I think, okay, well, that's what was happening, and I feel bad for the ladies who were also posting on the Facebook page saying, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really seeing the success because I think, like, I get that I wasn't seeing it either. Right, right. Well, is uh, I mean, I, I really don't follow a lot of other fitness people because uh, I just, I, I just don't. And yeah. I, I just don't want it to mess up my mind space. And so I just motor on yeah. doing my own thing, even helping people. But um, is she taller? The ju- uh, whoever it was? I, no, I think she's about, I'm, I'm five, five and a half. And I mm-hmm. think she's about my height. I don't think, she's not, she's kind of average. She's not, you know, overly petite from what I remember. I could be wrong. I don't remember. The height isn't really much of a factor in her calorie equation. 
So, wow, so it's not it's really a, I just, emphasized. I just don't. I just don't get that. I don't get when yeah. trainers are out there and they don't have height in there. When it, whenever anyone's talking about calories or you should do this, I'm like, why are you saying that? You don't even know the person's height because it's so. Yeah. It is such a factor in, in yeah. the amount of uh, food that you need, and it's like there's so many coaching things out there that are like where they don't even. It's not even a factor, and I'm like, oh my god, that's the biggest factor. Why? Why aren't you? Yeah. Why aren't you asking the person what their height is? At least ask that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you get into the other things like how much, you know, what they weigh because their height and their weight, I mean, that then that has a huge factor too because the leaner you get, the more calories you need. You can't be on such a low deficit. So why isn't that in the equation? I mean, it just, it boggles my mind when I see this stuff out there. And it's almost like the people that are successful or even like you and the stuff you've done in the past, it's... It's like it's um, it's random, and it's like you don't really understand. It's like luck. It's almost yeah. It's not really. You know, it's not luck, but it's it's kind of like luck because you didn't really know why you lost weight. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's like you need to know why, yeah. and it's really the amount of food, right? <laughs> well, and this yeah. is something. This is one of my big my big you know kind of issues with the the fitness magazine industry. Like if you walk into, you know, a standard bookstore and you just pick up, you know, fitness magazine or shape or or self or something like that, they're always emphasizing the workouts. And so I really thought that I needed to be in the gym doing more. I would be following workouts and I would be doing things and and nothing would be happening. And, um, you know, they're always emphasizing that. They'll have, you know, some celebrity on the, on the cover and they'll talk about her workout, but they don't really emphasize the diet. And, and until I started working out with that trainer who really kind of opened my eyes, he was sort of phase one. He kind of opened my eyes to the importance of, of nutrition and food and what you're eating in, in terms of fat loss. But, but I really kind of thought that, you know, getting crazy with your diet, cutting out the sugar and cutting out the alcohol and scaling back on what you were eating, I thought that that's what, you know, people did because, you know, because they were already sort of interested in fitness and this was kind of the next level for them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I kind of, in my right. mind, I had it reversed. I didn't think they looked like that because they did it. I thought they did it because they looked like that, if that oh, right. makes sense. Right, right. No, so totally I, sense. Yeah. yeah, so I kind of, you know, sort of went, that was something when he sort of said, well, but the thing is, so this trainer, he would, he had said at one point, you know, he would see this lady on the cardio machines where she would be doing 30 minutes on the bike, 30 minutes on the treadmill, and then 30 minutes on the elliptical. And one day he kind of pulled her aside and said, listen, just, I'm just curious. I'm not, you know, I'm trying to criticize her at all, but I'm just interested, you know, what's the, what's the end game in this, right? What's your thought process behind this? And she said, well, my goal is just to see, like, how many calories I can burn in that amount of time. And, you know, kind of beat my goal every, you know, every time that I work out. Um, but I get kind of bored doing 90 minutes on the same machine. And he said, well, you know, what's sort of your average, right? And I think she was saying something in the neighborhood of, you know, 500 calories or something, you know, every time he worked out. And he said, can I make a suggestion? He's like, you know, skip dessert. And then you've just bought yourself 90 more minutes in your day, right? Like that's all you're burning. 500 calories seems like a lot because you're working so hard. But compared to mm-hmm. what it is that you're eating, it's not really having a significant impact. And, you know, and so when he was kind of telling me these things, again, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But I will say that it never really all kind of fell into place until I came to the Venus Index and I actually kind of saw the explanation. I read the manual where he said, 
John says, you know, it, you, you burn fat and it, it pulls fat. And then as you lose more fat, you have to increase what you're eating. This was like a total revelation to me. I always thought the last 10 pounds were the hardest. You just kind of white-knuckled it through. You bit people's heads off if they suggested that you should eat something else or have a glass of wine. And you just like knuckled down until you lost those last 10 pounds. And, you know, it was, it, was a, it was sort of a whole shift in thinking to think like, no, no, you're working your way up to that, and then you get to stay there. Like, there's, you know, it's not like it's, 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 a, it's a balance, right? You're not sort of hitting a level and then you just sort of stay there, but, but you're working your way towards that point, and then that's how it, – it's not that it's actually the, the strictest in the last 10 pounds. Um, right. That was really – like, it all kind of is starting to sort of fall into place for me as I'm reading this, and it's making a lot more sense than it ever did before because, to your point, you know, they, you know, you go somewhere like Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig, and they say, well, the key to fat loss is um, reducing your calories or portion control. But they don't really tell you why or how or, you know, kind of how to make that work. Right, right. And and that see that's one of the hard things I think with the Venus factor. I'm in the forum a lot, and there's a lot of questions, and people don't understand. They they get a little overwhelmed at first with the with the manual. Yeah. The manual yeah. explains all this where other other places don't, and it's like, and, but people don't have time to read the manual, so then they get frustrated. You know, yeah. this seems yeah. overwhelming, and so then I have to give them the simple steps, and then it's like, we'll just do this for a while, and then and then read the manual because it does explain right. it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And it makes and every time I read the manual because I've read it over a couple of times. This is sort of a part of my um, my uh, sort of process, I guess, for this contest. Mm-hmm. Was I, I'm like I'm going to start it again, and I you know I kind of broke down my goals for each of the first of the four weeks and sort of had things that I wanted to do and wanted to focus on because I'm somebody who wants to be I want to be like 100% right out of the gate, and I could get mm-hmm. into total overwhelm and analysis paralysis because if I'm going to do it, I want to do it right, and I don't want to waste my time. So if I'm not doing it right, then I don't even want to try it. So right. I basically had to break it down for myself and say, okay, so the first goal is you're going to go to the gym consistently. That's a win, right? Don't even worry about anything else. Just do that, right? Do the workouts. Go three times a week. That's good. Um, the next one is, um, as you and I had talked about, is getting enough sleep, right? This, mm-hmm. is, this is the priority. Get sleep. Go to the gym. And then the next priority, don't worry about fasting. Don't worry about, you know, just hit your protein goal and stay under, you know, a certain number of calories a day. I basically, I aimed for about 1,000 a day, but just to kind of make my life easier, as long as I was under 1,100, I considered right. myself to be, you know, in that, in that ballpark. And so, I, you know, I would break that down. And then once I kind of felt like those things were flowing pretty well, then I added in some more fasting. And then I added in some more, um, um, you know, like other things that, you know, just were sort of like building on what I had started with because it's so much information in it. And, and each time that I read the manual, I picked up something else that made a little bit more sense to me. Right, right. Yeah, so, um, and and even then, so you were doing all the right things and then, you know, I mean, I have a little more knowledge about <laughs> uh, right. how your how it went for you because we emailed almost every day, but... Um, yeah, you know, you you didn't think you were making progress, but you were. Yeah, that was kind of a big surprise for me. I had um, I gained a little bit of weight over the summer, you know, a lot more kind of socializing and stuff like this. So when I stepped on the scale um, at the beginning of the contest, I I was you know a little bit. Um, well, to be perfectly honest, I was actually I was a little bit horrified on one hand, but I I was a little bit relieved because. 
I'd only gained 10 pounds and last summer I gained 20. So that was like a total like shock stepping on the scale and seeing that number. But in any case, um, well, that's, that's so, a huge win right there. I mean, a lot of people don't realize yeah. that not gaining yeah. so much is like, that's like huge, that's actually huge progress because of yeah. the society we live in. But anyway, go ahead. Yes, and, exa- and, and, I, and I was trying to, and that was one thing that I actually had on my goal list, was just celebrate the small wins, right? You know, if, right. And so, so, that was, so when I stepped on the scale, and then the first week I expected to have a fairly big drop, and I didn't. Uh, I dropped about two pounds, I think. And so, um, so when I stepped on the scale the first time, I was 162 pounds, and then it went down to like 160. And I'm like, oh, it didn't even crack 159. You know, I'm still in the 160s. And so I got kind of the mental game of it. I got a little bit discouraged. I'm like, no. And I remember emailing you and being like, well, not such a great start. And it was really more just because I was sort of looking for that boost, right? You're on the right path. Keep going. You know, do what you're doing. And, and, and I didn't quite get that. And so I thought, oh, my gosh, I don't stand a chance. Like, if I don't even get, like, a good shot out of the gate right now, I'm not, you know, I'm nowhere near. I had, a, I had set a goal where, you know, in my mind I wanted to get to um, 145. So that would have been almost 20 pounds. And, and I thought, okay, this, let's manage your expectations here. It's just not going to happen. Um, and so I would email you and say, like, I don't know, it's okay, it's not so bad. I sent you the pictures after two weeks, and I'm like, oh, I was really hoping for more. Um, but it really kind of gained momentum on itself, I think, that as I went on and I kind of tweaked and refined, it wasn't that I was not seeing progress. It's just that, of course, it never happens fast enough or uh, consistently enough for us. You know, that, right. that was really more the problem. Right, right. It's like you were you were doing all the right things and you had your maintenance days and we all have, like everything you were doing is the same thing I even do now. I mean, I have days where I, I ate more than I wanted to and it's like, oh well. But those yeah. can be so discouraging that it makes you want to give up and you have to just not give up. You have to go. You can, sometimes you can either save the day and other days, you know, like you can actually, you can eat more than you wanted to and you, as you progress through the day, you can decide, okay, I'm just like not going to eat the rest of the day. You can do that and right. other days you can't. You just have too much stress. And it's like, okay, right. well, I'm going to go over, but at least I can just have vegetables and protein. I don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. go all out and just, you know, make, just keep staying on this tap of, you know, chocolate chips or whatever, you know, or right. Right to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You don't have to yeah, and I think that that really helped me to kind of think like, oh, okay, I'm not going to um, wither away to nothing if I decide at, you know, 3 o'clock that I have, you know, baked cookies and I've eaten too much dough and now I need to, like, get this train back on track and just skip dinner because I was, you know, I kind of spent my calorie budget and that was that. It helped me to kind of see that on a day-to-day basis. And then from a bigger picture perspective, I, you know, I would kind of remind myself and say, so just because you are, you know, focused on eating better and you're trying to lose weight and even let's say you get your goal weight, does that mean that you are never, ever, not ever for the rest of your life ever going to eat over calorie goals again? No. That's, it's just it's not realistic to think that I'm never going to have a day where, you know, it kind of goes um, a little differently than I would have liked. So that's Okay. It's one day. It's not in the grand scheme of things. It's it's one day, and I can still pull it together for the rest of the day, or start fresh tomorrow and just renew my efforts to you know kind of make that weekly budget work because that was how I um, 
that was a big help for me in thinking about it that way. So I didn't get discouraged if one day didn't go well. Then I could still think like, okay, well, I'll fast tomorrow. Then you know, I'll just that's that's what I'll do, and that you know, it won't necessarily completely offset everything, but but it, it, it again, it gives me that energy to think I'm doing something. I'm being proactive. I'm on top of this. I'm in control. You know, I know what I'm doing, and um, and and that helped too because then I didn't feel that need to be so rigid with myself and so critical. Right, right, and it's and it's hard too because you reach a point, you know, the last, I'd say probably for most women, the last 15 pounds, it's going to go slower. And so it's going to be just right. like what you were experiencing. And so um, you just don't think you're getting anywhere. And it's like, I, I know I had to constantly remind you, no, this is, the, your, your, the rate that you're going at is, is like perfectly normal. Like nobody really right. does it any faster than that. And you kind yeah. of feel like it should have gone faster, and it's like, no, it doesn't. And so it's like you, you needed that reminder constantly that, no, no, yeah. this is right. You, you keep doing what you're doing. This is right. It, does, it doesn't get really any better than this. Yeah, yeah. And, you think and, I, think, and I think that, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I think that it really helps because you were not saying anything that I didn't know, but having right. you kind of reinforce that, sort of gave me the energy to say, okay, you know what? Today's done. Close the book. Tomorrow's a new day, right? You know, what's right. the alternative that I give up, you know, that I just I don't do it anymore? Because that's not right. going to leave me feeling better either. You know, I could make the right. decision that I'm just going to stay where I am and it's all good, but, but it won't be good because I won't be happy. So I need to just kind of continue putting one foot in front of the other and fighting the good fight and knowing that this, this is what it is. Anybody who says, you know, that it's, um, supposed to be happening differently is not being on it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's yeah. really hard. Like when you're in groups like the what you have, and that happens so much online, where you see all these pictures where people look amazing. And sometimes I feel like really bad about my own pictures just for that very reason. I, I mean, I can't change it. I'm I'm what I am, and I'm keeping it. But it's it of doesn't course, always happen yeah. that way. It doesn't always happen that way, and it it almost yeah. gives this false thing of um, you know for people like you that's like wait a minute this isn't working and you know they're eating right. this many calories and all this kind of stuff and it's like you just have to find what works for you and your body really does give you the answer if you're I mean yeah. the bottom line is if you're storing fat it, you're eating too much food it's got to be scaled back right. there's no other right. answer there's there right. is no other answer. <laughs> And I think that the challenge that I had always had was I kind of had felt a little like um, helpless in the face of food. Mm-hmm. Like I knew in a sense what I what I should be doing or what would be good for me. But then when the time came and, you know, I'm at somebody's house for dinner and they put appetizers down in front of us, it, it was kind of like, an, well, what else can I do? There's no way that I can avoid this. I can't, you know, not eat it. It's right there in front of me. And, and there was this sense of sort of helplessness. And I think that, you know, the idea of fasting, you know, again, kind of helped me with, with to sort of mentally prepare myself for that too. But I really, you know, worked on recognizing that if I eat something, you know, like I'm at a friend's place and they put down, you know, like a tray of appetizers, like I can eat them, but one usually leads to five or ten. And that if I, if I don't have any, um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's bothersome to me in the moment where they're sitting right in front of me. Like I have to be conscious of, of not mindlessly just tossing one in my mouth, but I need to be aware of that. But once that moment passes, I feel much better in, for a lot longer. So there's like a momentary satisfaction of eating, you know, the cheese plate or the, the hors d'oeuvres or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. But the satisfaction of knowing that I made a good choice for my goals lasts way longer than the momentary pleasure of tossing, you know, a, a cracker with a piece of cheese in my mouth. So right, right. reminding myself of that, of the bigger picture, mm-hmm. um, made, a big, made a big difference. And I think that was the difference this time between any other time that I've tried to lose weight where, you know, I was not good at saying no. You know, I, would not, I was not good at saying, you know, no thanks, I don't, you know, I, I'm okay, I don't need dessert or I'm not hungry or, you know, whatever. And so um, it... I, I, it always felt like a sense of deprivation before, but I really tried to shift it this time to see it instead as, a, as, I, as I'm making a choice. I can choose to eat this thing right now, and then those calories are going to adhere to my butt until I work them off, or I can choose to just skip all of that and just walk away without having eaten anything. Right, right. And so really, it didn't, that's, it didn't, it's, it's a mind shift. It's mind shift. Yes. Yeah that it's a positive thing that you're doing and that and in your, what yes. you did is exactly what I did like when I was losing the weight I had this I had this vivid picture in my mind of what I wanted for myself and so it was so strong in my mind uh, and I call it you know I put things all around the house that are like mnemonics that remind me of that mm-hmm. constant reminder and so I don't mm-hmm. have fun at a party I'd be like I'd be like, you know, this is this is a game for me, and I'm going to say no because I want that so bad for myself that I'm going to say no to this, and I'm right. not depriving myself. You know, right. I'm not depriving myself by saying no because I get to have food, and I get to choose what I want, and I get to choose when right. I'm going to have it, and it's, I'm in control of it, and it's total empowerment. Yes, yes. Yeah. That, is exactly how, that is exactly how I felt, that it, it came to the point... At first, I felt very sorry for myself. Oh, everybody else is having cake and I'm not. My whole life sucks. Um, but, but I, you know, and, and, then, and then once I realized that, you know, like that moment passes, and then, you know, two hours later, if I've eaten the cake, those calories are still in my system. But if I haven't eaten the cake, they're not. And, you know, nothing really seems to have changed. You know, like life still goes on. And, and then now, in fact, if I don't eat the cake, I actually don't feel guilty. For, for eating the, the cake, you, you know, right. like it's actually kind of a double win. Right, right, right. Yeah, so it, choose, it took a while to get yeah. to that point. Right, it does. It's, and the thing is, it's mostly mindset. People don't realize it's, it's it really, it's mindset. And as you go, it as is. you do the process more, the mindset just becomes part of who you are. Um, and then yes. what keeps you motivated is, like for you now, it's a lot of what you did during this 12 weeks. Is, it's gonna, you're gonna remember this, and you're gonna, right. you know, and it's gonna just, it's just gonna gain its momentum. And eventually, you start, like when you looked at your final pictures. I, I mean, and then you, and then you won. I bet you didn't even know you were gonna place in the contest, right? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I remember, I remember being in bed. I had got set my alarm to get up and go to the gym. Um, and um, I checked my email, and I was still in bed. It was dark. My husband was still asleep because he works fairly late at, at night. And uh, 
and I was scrolling through, and I was like, oh, you know, gosh, the first place winner, she looks amazing, you know, good for her, and I'm scrolling through, and then I see my picture there, and I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my God, that's me. That's me right there. And I roll over, and my husband's still asleep, and I'm like, no, I have nobody to share this with right now. I'm just going to go to the gym, I guess. And so I got up and I went to the gym, and the whole time I was at the gym, I, every once in a while I'd be like, oh, my goodness, I actually placed in the contest. And I would just right. be so pleased with myself, but nobody knew. And then when I came home and walked <laughs> in the door, you know, my kids are all getting up, getting, you know, breakfast, and my husband is up. And I, and I said, like, I just placed in the contest. And he said, you did? That's amazing. You look great. You know, well done and stuff. So he was very, very supportive the whole time. But it was just one of those sort of weird kind of out-of-body moments where I'm like, oh, my God, that's me. That's me. Right. And I think, right. you know, perhaps the takeaway for anybody else is, is that you, just, you, you just, just do it, you know, like just do what you need to do. Put one foot in front of the other, you know, set some goals for yourself um, and, you know, and just let that momentum kind of carry itself because you never really, you just never really know, you know, like you never your really mind, know. Your mind doesn't get it. I mean, the same thing happened to me yeah. when I – when I had reached my goals, and it's like, you're, it's like you, you don't even realize you're there when you're there. You, you just yeah. don't realize that your mind takes so long to catch up, and it's like, uh, it's just, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, it is, it is, yeah, yeah. And you're, you're a perfect example of, and I got to watch it, you know, by working with you, that there's people that do exactly what you did, and then they won't submit their pictures because they didn't think that they did good enough. And that's such a shame. It I, it happens all the time. It happens a lot, and I'm like, I, I and they don't they don't have a the constant contact with someone like you and I did. So they mm-hmm. they just they won't have someone telling them like we like we did. No, no, this is how it happens. This is, you're doing perfect. This is the yeah. rate. This is normal. This is this is how yeah. it goes. You got to keep sticking with it. And then at the end, you know, it's like I knew when I saw your pictures that you had a chance of placing and. I don't know how you felt about, uh, you know, not doing the contest or not, but you probably had these doubts like, oh, I shouldn't do it. I, it's not good enough. Yeah, there was, I mean, it, it, at first I really, really kind of thought, you know, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think this is going to, you know, kind of land me anywhere. But, but, you know, near the end, like when I stepped on the scale, like I had said before, my goal was, to, was 145. And I kind of thought, you know, at first I thought, oh, no, that's not going to happen. And then it really kind of started to, to kind of build on itself and the momentum started going. And when I stepped on the scale the day that I did my pictures, I was 144. And I thought, oh, my God, I did it. Like, I, I actually right. did it. I set a goal, and I did it. So now, did I right. think that I was going to place in the contest? Not necessarily, no. I mean, but I definitely, it was easier having met my internal goal to think I got no reason not to send in the pictures, you know, like there's no reason not to. I, I set out what I, to do what I wanted to do. So, you know, and I think that that's kind of a shame where we sort of sell ourselves short. Um, you know, like there's no... There's no cost to it. You know, there's no harm. There's no, you know, like my, I didn't have a professional photographer. You know, like we just, right. with Christmas coming up and everything, like it just wasn't in the budget. So my husband helped right. me take the pictures, and we just kind of did the best we could. And, I mean, so I think that even if you just, you know, um, you, you just, just throw your hat in the ring. Like you just never know. And I think that having the commitment, the mental commitment all along that you're going to send your pictures in regardless, I think mm-hmm. will help keep you honest in a sense, right? Like it keeps you a- right. att- attracted to your goals. It keeps you on the right path. It gives you something to work toward 
on those days where you think like, oh gosh, you know, a Sunday would really be great right about now. You know, like it will help you kind of keep that momentum going. And for me, you know, as strange as this perhaps might sound, because I listen to all of the podcasts when I'm at the gym, and then I, I've listened to all of them, so I've listened to a couple of them a bunch of times because I'm sort of cycling mm-hmm. through them. The whole idea of being interviewed was a motivator for me. I wanted to right. tell everybody, you know, just about, um, about how I'd had this really sort of, you know, very distressing experience with the trainer, and I now weigh exactly what I weighed at my least with him. And for the most part, I weighed 10 pounds more when I was working out with him, and that was when he cut me loose. Because I just wanted people to know, like, you know, other people's opinions don't necessarily, um, they're, they're not necessarily right. You know, like there's, right. there's, you know, somebody may have told you that you shouldn't be doing it this way or that you, you know, that you can't do that or that, you know, kind of led you to believe that you're just, you know, big boned and you're always going to be a little on the heavy side. And, you know, and I just wanted to be able to say, like, I, I, I don't think you need to believe that. If you really want this and you really believe that your health is worth it and that you are worth it, you, it's okay to give yourself permission to just ignore all of those people. Exactly, exactly. Well, and not only that, um, it, it's almost like he wanted you to quit um, any social events at all, and, and you almost yeah. thought you had to do that. And the thing is, what yes. you found with, with what you did as you went through the process, you can pick and choose your social events. You might not be able to yes. get to at every single one of them because it's just too many. Mm-hmm. You can pick mm-hmm. and choose. You can, you can mm-hmm. say, no, this one, this one I'm going to go ahead and eat right here. Yeah. Um, these other yep. ones, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this other strategy because I know I can't just eat all the time every single time. And so right. you got to you got to still enjoy some things. Like I, yeah. Your yeah. family and Absolutely. With your friends, and you didn't have to give that up. It's just that you can't do it every single day. No, exactly. And that was sort of a part of my that was a part of my kind of my my growth process because I would say like, okay, you know. You know, part of my goal is I'm not going to eat all of the sugar. I'm going to cut back on dessert and stuff. And then I would think like, oh, gosh, you know, it's been ages since I've had dessert. I think I'm going to treat myself. And then when I look back on it, it was like yesterday at lunch that I actually had, you know, a cookie, right? So it just feels like a very long time in between when you're used to doing it all the time, right? When you're used to having, you know, like sugar after lunch and then sugar after dinner and then sugar after lunch the next day, like it feels like it's a very long time to go 24 hours without it. But, you know, you, like I, I, I really discovered once I cut out a lot of the sugar, once I added some of it back in, is that it makes me very tired. Like if I, right. I you know, I, I kind of copped to this with you um, when, when we were working together, but, you know, I would bake cookies for my kids and I'd eat some of the dough. And then about half an hour afterwards, I'd need to, I'd need to lie down. Like my husband would sometimes come in and he'd see me and he's like, what did you eat? Did you, were you, did you bake cookies? What did you eat? And I was like, it's ridiculous. I mean, I would bounce back. I wouldn't, you know, be out for the count. But I thought, like, gosh, no wonder I felt like I've had, you know, sleep troubles for most of my life. I've been wiped out because this is what sugar does to me. You know, it doesn't make me, you know, kind of hyper the way that it might have when I was a kid. It, it kind of knocks me out. And so but I needed a bit of space from it in order to make that realization. And once I made that realization, you know, now it's, I'm not saying I don't, I don't, you know, sweets or sugars because I definitely do I love to bake and mm-hmm. um, you know I do like to do to eat that stuff sometimes but I'm just very much aware of you know if I eat this amount 
um, it's going to make my it's going to make my, me feel kind of gross, you know. Like I, I always kind of push through that um, that sort of sick feeling, having overindulged. But but I, I I've realized now I need to not do that and scale back a bit. And if I do push through it and eat more than I know that I than I should, I'm going to end up kind of wiped out for a little bit. And I, you know, and so it's easier now once I have that knowledge to to kind of manage it in a way that is better for me anyway. Exactly. And I'm the same way as you, and it actually is really a common occurrence for, for some of us to feel that way. Some yeah. people, it might not be a big deal, but actually most women I talk to react the same way that you do to sugar, yes. and I know All I right. And Okay, well, I'm common. in good company then. I never even realized it before, you know, like I yeah. never made the connection. Yeah, yeah. Right. It seems so silly, but, but you know, but I never, I never really did. So, I mean, right. you know, in terms of what I did eat was I did follow kind of the, you know, the, the, the nutrition calculator. Like I said, I would have, you know, mm-hmm. sort of 1,100 calories, you know. And I did follow the, the undulating protocol in the sense that I would have an eat-up day um, once a week or maybe twice. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I found that that really, that really helped. I think that um, just in a sense sort of having permission, it wasn't, you know, bad. It wasn't going against what I should be doing. It wasn't, you know, right. like my trainer not even would not. No, no, and he <laughs> would not have wanted to hear to have heard me say that, right? And um, right. and I think, um, you know, and I think that just everything that you know John was kind of talking about in the manual about the difference between men and women, like that was really him, and and you know, he really, you know, his attitude was like just just grow up, basically, right? Like. Just, right. just do it. Stop complaining. Just do it. And I, I, you know, I had the best of intentions, but I just, I really found it hard. And um, I never managed to meet my goal with him when I was doing that. So having those eat-up days here was great because then I could kind of plan for it. And there would be times where I'd have two eat-up days in a week. And I'd be planning my meals because I'd like to plan my meals ahead of time. I find it keeps me on track rather than kind of going meal by meal. Um, and I would look at it and I would think, oh, I actually have two eat-up days. And I didn't even know what to do with all those extra calories, right? Like, I mean, it sounds so stupid right. to say, but there would be – because I would typically save them. Like if we're, you know, Thanksgiving dinner or we're, you know, um, I went to the winery and had a winery tour one day, right? So I kind of saved my calories so that I could just sort of relax a little bit and not feel too anxious about um, whether I should be saying no to some of the food and the, the, um, the wine samples. Um, and so there were even times where I didn't really have anything sort of happening that I would think like, oh, okay. And so I would just, you know, have a little bit of a treat that day, but then still kind of um, maybe not necessarily eat right up to maintenance because then I would just hang on to those calories and again as part of that weekly budget sort of um, right. pack those on somewhere else too. So I found that kind of ability to be a little bit flexible. Like I can see how it would be a bit of a, it would have been a bit of a trap for me before. I needed to to kind of find my groove with it, you know. Like uh, I like. If it would have been, I would have been very happy if the if the when I got the manual, if it had said so. First, do this for this number of days, and then number two, do that for this many days. I would have been completely content. Just tell me what to do, and I don't have to think about it. That was, I think, why I love the workouts because you basically right. show up, just follow it, it's good to go. Um, right. But right. so so I think that kind of getting into sort of figuring out what works for you takes a little bit of time, but. Um, but it definitely, but it definitely happened. You know, I, I kind of now know how to sort of work the system that it makes the most sense for me and it's doable for me, and um, and it seems completely natural now that I would right. continue. I can't imagine doing anything different now. Right, right. You know, it's 
I think it is a lot more complicated for women. I mean, it's simple. It seems so mm-hmm. simple. But really for mm-hmm. us, it's not that, like a, like I noticed, like my husband can, you know, he, he, he'll start gaining just a little bit and he'll go up oh, time to time to fix it. And like he won't he won't like use the word like, you know, I'm fat or whatever. He just like, well, my yeah. my pants are getting a little tight. Just fix yeah. the problem. Yeah. And then he just like, yeah, he'll just like he can do things like, uh, you know, that I can't even do. He can just power through like days. On I know. End. And they, I know. and then and then they get their results within like a month. They're just like they're. they're there. I know. And to them, it's just it's like it's not right. Okay, it's just a problem. Just fix it. Yeah. It's just, just a problem. Just fix it. I mean, mm-hmm. he, that's his whole attitude. Okay, here I am again. It's just a problem. Just fix it. Well, it isn't that mm-hmm. way for us. And we get our yeah. emotions are so tied into it, way more yeah. than them. It's not just a problem that just needs to be fixed. We we have to take it at a certain rate, and we have to have these yep. these days to keep our hormones stable, these, these get up to yep. normal dates, and they're not cheating. And so part of the mind game is uh, learning that eating up to normal is not cheating. And I hate the term cheat, right. cheat day. And, right. I, you know, I'm right. in the industry and I'm helping a lot of people and they still call it that. And I'm like, it's not a cheat day. It's a normal day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, it's funny that you say that because I tried to kind of shift that too, you know, uh, in my own thinking. Um, I tried to just think of it as an eat-up day, you know, or a maintenance day, as opposed to a cheat day. And not to think about things as cheap foods because, you know, it, it just, like, that mentality was sort of always there for me before. And when I think when I was, you know, kind of reading the manual and everything, I thought, yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm done with cheating because, you know, right. cheating somehow feels um, wrong. Like, it's something I shouldn't be doing. And I, you know, don't want to feel that way about making good about choices food. for what I'm eating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I want some cookie dough, I don't want to be told that I'm cheating. Who am I cheating on? You know, like I, I, I just if, – if what I want is cookie dough, then let me just eat the cookie dough, right? And I'll deal with the consequences of it. Like, exactly. you know, so I just tried to kind of get, get rid of that whole mentality. And, and so I do, I sort of think about it as, you know, eat-up days or maintenance days or, um, you, you know, I might sometimes – kind of in my mind sort of think of it as like a bit of an indulgent day, you know, so if I have like, you know, the winery tour or a wedding or Thanksgiving, like that's a little bit of an indulgent day. I might go over my maintenance calories, but I'm going to be aware of, you know, sort of the, the kind of the cost-benefit analysis, you know, kind of the wow factor. I read about right. this, you know, many years ago and where they say like, you know, is, is, the, is the wow factor really there for, you know, like this potato dish, right? Because if you really like it and you're going to get kind of good value from it, then yeah, eat the potatoes, you know? But in fact, if you're really more of a sweet person and you'd rather have, you know, the cake, then skip the potatoes, have, you know, like the protein and the, and the veggies, and then mm-hmm. allow, you know, allow yourself to just enjoy the cake, right? But don't, you know, exactly. don't, feel, don't feel like you have to take everything or nothing. You know, that right. you either overdo it like crazy or you just kind of, you know, like have bread and water at dinner instead, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh, and it, it, the rigid thinking is tough because I think that, you know, like especially, you know, I can say for myself, when you've tried a bunch of different things, what you want is for somebody to just sit you down and say, just do this. Just right. do this. Just, just tell me because, you know, it's frustrating to feel like you're putting in effort and not getting a good return on that investment, you know. Right, um, right. And that was how I, that was really how I felt for a very, very long time. And so, 
this actually feels like it's making sense. You know, like I can do right. it and it makes sense. But um, it, it takes a little bit of time for you because, it, or for all of us, because um, you can't really have someone tell you what to eat. Do that. I mean, you can do that with the workout. No, no, but when it comes to no. the diet, you can't because that is not sustainable. Anything I told yeah. you, go eat this, it's not going to be sustainable for you, and it's different for each person. So you really have to choose yeah. your own food. No one can really mm-hmm. do that for you. Or if they do, yeah. yes, you'll lose weight, but then you're going to be right back in the same boat, and it's going to creep right back up. And so... Yeah. Yeah. Telling someone what to eat, it doesn't work. You can say, look, focus on protein. Do you know you uh, cut maybe mm-hmm. cut out the potatoes and have the, choose the dessert or the potatoes, you know, mm-hmm. but don't have both. You know, you can do yeah. things like that, but you can't say, you know, you must have this. You must have the sweet potato right. instead of the regular potato. Right. You must have right. uh, this piece of chicken and that broccoli. It, that's just not going to work. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's what's so liberating and terrifying at the same time about right. the whole plan is that there's, there's so much freedom um, that you really can figure out what works best for you, but it can be overwhelming to get started. So, you know, you just got to kind of pick, you know, pick one or two things or three things and just focus on those things until they feel a little bit more natural. And then once you kind of feel like you got a good handle on that, then add something else in. You know, that was exactly. kind of what I, what I ultimately ended up doing, and that was how I kind of broke it down for the, for the contest for myself was to just say, like, well, what are my goals for the first four weeks? Like, what do I want to feel like I have kind of mastered, you know? And so that was, you know, meal planning, and it was going to the gym, and it was getting enough sleep, and it was you know, um, going on the community for a, a bit and, and sort of trying to interact with people and kind of see what was new there. And so, you know, and then I added in more um, for the next four weeks. And then, you know, so you, you like just pick something and start. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the big... Um, right, Like the, right. The, the, big, the big kind of takeaway for me, just pick somewhere and start there. Right, right. So that's yeah. pretty neat. You have a you have a really neat story, and I'm, I thank you so much for sharing it. And um, it sounds like this is something you get to keep for life. Yeah, that's my plan. I mean, I still am not quite sort of within kind of the the, the metrics yet. I'm you know I'm close, but I'm not quite right. there. And I think that um, you know one thing that I would have liked to have seen a little bit more in the in the the 12 week period of the contest was a little bit more muscle definition but I've sort of rationalized it to myself where I thought all right so this, that first you know 12 week was about fat loss um, now you know I'm going to kind of recommit again another 12 weeks and I'm going to focus more on um, shape muscle building and um, you know kind of losing maybe the last few pounds but but really sort of focusing on um, increasing my workouts at the gym and, you know, kind of trying to build more muscle and more definition. Right, right. And that's perfect. And that's that's kind of what happens for a lot of people. And then yeah. the, other thing, the only other thing I could say to remember is even if you get, like, if you lose the weight to where you get, like, you know, even if you got pretty lean and you had a lot of muscle definition, what you have to realize is then you set, you set a new standard for yourself. And you, it's kind of hard to stay there. Because that's probably one of the yeah. things I struggled with the most is, you know, I got really lean. I mean, lean enough to step mm-hmm. up on a stage and to really do mm-hmm. that. And um, yes. you you change the bar for yourself and then you start comparing yourself to that. When, right. you know, like even right now, I, I just, you know, I'm not that lean, but I'm I'm 
I'm like still amazing, but I don't. It's hard for me to even see myself as being like, "Wow, you're amazing right now." I I don't necessarily feel right. that way because I'm constantly looking at the bar that I set for myself, stepping up on stage, and it's like, no, no, no. You <laughs> yeah, no, you can't that, live like that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. I can live yeah. pretty close to it, but you know, mm-hmm. it's well, and it's, and that would be for me is would be the sustainability, right? I mean, you and I had kind of right. talked about you know, you know, doing like Slim and Seven or something like that before the contest pictures. And, you know, and it kind of gave me sort of a thought in terms of, you know, do I want to push myself to a point of, you know, um, something where where I look really great and I'm kind of at peak performance, but I I can't stay there. Like that, it's not designed to be permanent. It's really more of a, you know, kind of a window. Um, right. Or am I actually content being a step or two down from that? So I still am in pretty good, um, you know, I'm in pretty good shape. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, pretty lean. But, but it's, but it is much more sustainable. And, right. um, you, you know, and I'm, I'm not quite at the position where I have to, you know, sort of decide between those two. But I think that even just sort of aiming for something that I can kind of maintain comfortably and feel good about is, is sort of my next goal. You know, whether or not I want to push it and sort of get see how far I can get, you know, whether like contest or something, I doubt I would ever get to that point. But mm-hmm. for, for me, just sort of feeling like I am sustainably, you know, pretty good. You know, like I feel fine putting on my clothes and exactly. I feel fine. Um, right. that's, that, would be, that would be enough for right now. I, you know, I, I, I think it would be very hard. Like I said, I'm kind of, a, kind of an all or nothing sort of a person. I think if I kind of got to that, you know, sort of competitive level of leanness, that it would be very hard to watch it disappear. <laughs> so right. I think that maybe right. I'd, be, I'd be better off not just not going down that path, just sort of accepting that, you know, sort of staying a step or two below that is, is comfortably maintainable and, and being good with it. Right, right. Well, and, but, the, but the main thing is, I think my main point was, though, I mean, you can get to a certain level, like even if you didn't get, you know, you know fitness competitor level where you're stepping on stage, which is actually probably ridiculous for most people, but it you know even if you got close you're still you're still going to fluctuate just a little bit and to not worry right. about that and that it's all like yeah you find a range where like where you are now and and you could get leaner and then you could come up a little bit and you're going and it's all going to kind of ebb and flow with your life with the seasons yeah. and that it's yeah. all okay it's it's really a range that you shoot for not a certain goal and it yeah. can't be the number on the scale because literally it can you're in one day your weight can fluctuate three to five pounds in one mm-hmm. day just from just from water and so so you can't tie yourself to a number and find your happiness there. It needs to be this range yeah. more of how your clothes fit and how you feel and how you look in the mirror is is probably the biggest thing yeah and yeah and then ha- be happy with that range. Be happy anywhere in that range. And just because you're not at the yeah. lowest end of the range doesn't mean you're, you're subpar, you know. Right, right. And, and, you know, and I think, too, you know, like part of what you had said before as well about, you know, sort of setting the bar for yourself, it's that, you know, once you achieve a goal, um, you know, it's, 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 it's always good to then set another goal. Um, but to not let that, sort of take on a life of its own either, you know, like, not, right. you know, I, I, I want to just sort of feel, you know, like, I, I want to feel like I've, I've, in quotations, arrived at some point, and that, that's that place, like you said, where there's a little bit of fluctuation, a little bit of up and down, but, it, but this, is, this is a good place, you know, as opposed exactly. to constantly being, searching for, you know, like, well, I, I, you know, 
I, I could probably lose more here, or I could, you know, I could run a marathon. I could do a fitness competition. Like I just, I want to get to the point where it kind of feels like this is a part of my life, but that I'm not sort of constantly driven by um, achieving, achieving, achieving. You know, like that. That I get to the point where the, you know, where where it feels um, where it feels good to stay. You know. Right, and I'm right, close. Right. I'm close. Like I, you know, you I mean, are. You I look wouldn't... amazing. I just want you to say you look amazing. I mean, when those oh. pictures, you look beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. you. Did a really I mean, good I... job. you did a really good job on your pictures. I know you didn't. You felt like you didn't go to a professional yeah. photographer, but you did a really. You got the lighting there. I mean, when you when you put those side by side there, it's like you can really see the change in your shape. It's clear. They're not fuzzy pictures. You dressed nice. Yeah. I mean, what you did was perfect, and anyone could do that. Anyone could do that. So yes, yeah. I, absolutely. I would, I would definitely say for sure, anybody could do, you know, what we did. We, um, we being my husband and I, we were taking the pictures, and I, I, you know, and I will say, I tried to take some other pictures. This is almost like, you know, sort of a, a, a strange thing to admit. I tried to take some other pictures with like other dresses and things like this. None of them mm-hmm. fit. They were too big. They were too big. They didn't look right in the pictures. I have to. So you kept saying, "Oh, can you send me more pictures to post with the interview?" And I'm like, "Ah, uh, first of all, I'm the photographer in the family, so there's fewer pictures of me generally because I'm the one with the fancy camera that my husband is like, just set it up and tell me what to, you know, when to press the shutter." <laughs> so, so I had to set up all of the shots that he took of me because he's a great sport, but he's like, "Just you need to just do it. You know what you mm-hmm. want. You know what you're doing." Um, and so I went and I tried on like two or three different dresses. I could, like, I could wear them. But they just didn't translate well into the photos because they were right. they were too big. They right, were too big. Right, right. So <laughs> I kind of had to just sort of leave it with what it was and say these are the pictures that I have. Like that that yeah that's kind of it. So I mean it was a nice feeling, but at the same time it's it's a little bit like you said like your brain takes a while to catch up. I was worried that I was worried these are dresses you know fancy dresses that I worn for weddings or you know, um, formal events that I haven't worn in years. And I, when I put them on, I'm thinking like, oh, my God, I hope, I, I hope I can, this will zip up. Like I don't have any idea whether or not it even still fits. And, in fact, they were too big. So it right. was, you know, kind of a, a bit of a pleasant surprise. But, um, but you, it just, I guess, I'm, you know, my, my point in that is just like you never know, right? You never know. Take exactly. the pictures, try on the dress put it out there, but you just, you just don't know. And if you kind of buy into that, the mental game of it, you know, like we're both saying, it takes, your brain takes a long time to catch up. So just because your mind is saying, I'm not going to win, what's the point, it's not good, don't, don't even listen to that. Your brain is like, I don't know, a couple months, a couple years behind, just go ahead and do it because you, you just never know. Right, and exactly, and the thing is, if you put in the work for the 12 weeks, if you did exactly like what you did, where you have maintenance days, but you but you did the work, you 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 went mm-hmm. to the gym as much as you could, mm-hmm. you you mm-hmm. did your deficit days as much as you could, you did the fasting as much as you could, you made those hard choices at the parties, you know as much yeah. as you could. If you do all that, that's as good as it gets at the end of the 12 weeks. Yes, that really is. Yeah, and 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 it's and, yeah. and it's good enough. It is good enough. Right. Right. I, yeah, that's just what I was going to say too. Is that you just you need to be you need to look for the wins and you need to be proud of what you have accomplished. I mean, we're always going to have a list of things that that are still on the to do list. You know, there's still things that right. we would have liked to have done, or that you know that is true. But but always right. you know kind of stop. You're, you're going to be so much more motivated when you think about the 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 
positive feelings you get from the work that you're putting in. You know, like you're going to feel more motivated by noticing the wins that you have and celebrating those than you are by beating yourself up or telling yourself that you didn't really do enough, so, you know, why bother? So, you know, looking for those little wins and focusing on the positive and going to bed each night thinking like, okay, you know, like, I mean, I was way over maintenance maybe, but, you know, once I kind of got a hold of it, I said no, and, you know, I've fasted for three hours now. So, yay me, I'm on the right track. I mean, I I think that that's really, that that, that can't be, the importance of that can't be um, overstated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be the positive. The positive has to overrule it. And every single step you take every single day is a victory. And and you need to yes. go to bed at night with that thought of that victory and be ready to do it again the next day. Mhm. And let that and let that pull you through in the days where there's not a lot of victories, perhaps. You know, even if they're small ones, they're still exactly. wins. Right. And uh, you know, I had I had somebody say to me one time that, um, you know, she said there's a difference between moving away from pain and moving toward pleasure. You know, like it's not the same thing to just move away from a place of pain. Like there's neutral in the middle where it's tolerable. It's not great, but it's not bad. And there's a difference between moving away from from pain and moving toward pleasure. And I think that, you know, we're so often motivated by wanting to get out of pain. I don't like the way that I look. I don't fit into any of these clothes anymore. I don't, you know, feel good about myself. And so then we kind of allow ourselves to sort of stop in the middle mentally and sort of say, well, I'm not in pain anymore, so it's okay. But but we deserve to be in a place of pleasure too. We deserve to sort of feel pleasure with how we book. We deserve to feel pleasure in how we eat and manage our social engagements and how we live our day-to-day. And a part of that is looking at the positives, right? It's looking at the wins instead of only thinking about the negative, right, and the pain of everything. And so, you know, I try to remember that too, because not all days are great. You know, certainly some days are really like, oh, you know, I, I just like set myself back. You know, I remember emailing you one time and being like, well, totally fell off the wagon today, right? Just not a good day. Um, but, um, you know, it was one, one, maybe one weekend. It was definitely not more than, than one weekend. It might have only been even one day. And, you know, and I remember you said, well, you know, like this happens all the time. Like it happens to everybody. You just kind of pick yourself back up and you just sort of keep going. And I remember you saying that you had been tracking when you were losing weight and you realized that that set you back like two weeks every time that you did that. And, and so you made the, um, the point of not allowing yourself to do that anymore. And I thought, yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's sort of where I'm at too. Like I need to, you know, kind of think about sort of the big picture of this and not, um, uh, you know, not sort of allow myself to kind of get too bogged down in right. sort of that, 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 that moment, you know, that, that sort of immediate, but just to kind of say like, uh, yeah, you know, not a great day. It's okay, but tomorrow is a new day. So exactly, forward. exactly. You just keep moving forward. So, well, we've been going for a long time here, and I think yeah. we did cover everything. It just, uh, it just kind of happened. So, yeah, um, yes, I think, I think so. Well, thank you so much. I am so appreciative of your, of your help and your support, and um, you know, people in the community, which I guess we didn't really talk too much about, are so lovely and supportive. It's, um, it, you know, but it has been a real pleasure to talk to you. So, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, you did a great job. You did the work, and you did a great job, and your pictures are beautiful. So um, go ahead and close now. So this is Andrea, and check out her awesome pictures. And that's it for the Venus Factor.